All right, here we go. I'm ready. Are we ready now? I'm ready. I think so. Is Westville ready? I think I'm ready. I can't wait to cut all this out. <laughs> I'm gonna here, put this pen down. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be looking fidget. at the waveform. So, ah! Ah! okay. <laughs> that was wonderful. That? that was really cool. We should do that every time. <laughs> Baby hits 88 miles per hour. Look at that. Holy shnikes. Shit, don't get scared. Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. This is episode 63, Knuckle Up. Mm. That's a good one. With me as always are my fellow (laughs) my fellow ninjas, Colin Harmon and Wes Allen. It's the first of the month. <laughs> it's the first episode of the month. It's true. That. that is true. I almost said my fellow Tum Tums, but wake up. <laughs> Tum- Can you name all three three ninjas? Uh oh. Uh Tum Tum Rocky mm-hmm. Colt? Yeah. Yeah. You got it. I think I looked well it up done. recently, well so done. it's still in my brain. Mm-hmm. Well, Colt. Who was Rocky's girlfriend? No idea. <laughs> There's a song for it. Rocky uh. loves. Adrian. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Emily. Emily. Okay. Well, I don't know. Was that. that in the second one or the I first one? I think it was the first one. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for joining <laughs> us and bearing with us. Uh, this is, of course, our first episode of the month, which means it's our news that. month. Mm-hmm. Yes, Wes said that in case you didn't hear it or in case you wanted to hear it again. I said it again. Thanks Here's for it a third that. time. It's the news first episode what are we gonna talk of about? the month. News? Uh, we're going to talk about news. Oh. And we have a little phrase, we have a little little title we have for it every month. You know what it is? What is it? A recurrent affair. When I win the Masters, I'm making sure they play that. Mm. <laughs> with the birds in the background? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So we usually kick this off with people who have died. But hey, nobody died. Nobody. nobody zero people died on this Nobody at all. It's getting so month. crowded around here. I know. <laughs> Somebody's offended right now. Yep, because somebody's <laughs> offended. I'm sorry about your grandmother, whoever's yeah. listening to me. Technically, the only person that died this month uh, rose three days later, which is great. Ooh, mm, relevant. Oh. <laughs> Too soon. Okay. But, hey, speaking of Easter, there were a bunch of revivals happening, uh, reboots, if you will. <laughs> so we're going to talk about those. I love that. 30 years later. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and the first one. Is mad about you. Apparently, they're reviving it, and weirdly, on this super niche spe- charter spe- spectrum premium content platform, that's gonna do yeah. well. Which makes it really random. But I also have charter spectrum in my house. So oh, I'm like, nice. nailed it. Me you and gonna, nine other people will be able to watch you it. You can yeah. review the new Mad About You. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt are returning for it. And their and, dog. And hopefully not their dog. Hopefully it's a different one. Maybe. <laughs> so, Let's hope so. We're going to talk about Pet Cemetery later. Oh, okay, we'll get there. I would be interested in seeing this because I did really like Mad About You yeah. in the 90s. Uh, did you guys watch that show at all? I did not watch it at all, even though I'm fans of both of them. I never watched wow, it. Wow, okay. Yeah. yeah, my brother was a big fan, but I never watched it much. It was a super underrated show. And I say underrated, it lasted like six seasons. So it's not underrated per se because it was successful. I think it was a part of Must See TV as well. Yeah. But 
I mean, it, it's when you talk about 90 sitcoms, it's like way at the bottom of the list. But I think it's just because of the company that it's around. Mm. Uh, it is still a very solid sitcom, mm-hmm. I, I think. Anyway, I haven't seen it in a long time, so hey, maybe it doesn't hold up. But <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy it. Well, they're both really good actors, so I would imagine that would they be are. good. I remember enjoying it even as a kid when I didn't get most of the adult references that they had. You know? Yeah. So, uh, it was enjoyable, and hey, who doesn't like Paul Reiser? Especially since after uh, Stranger Things, you know? know. Yeah, he Doctor. redeemed himself. Yeah, he's revived his career, so to speak. I so. thought he was going to take a turn somewhere in there really crazy. Yeah, well, let's not oh, spoiler alert. Did people. we ever bring that up? Colin has watched Stranger Things. I've, I'm all cut oh, up. Oh, yeah. For those of you who have followed us, uh, Colin is always way behind on cultural phenomenon. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about to watch the first Toy Story. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> the latest Don't of which spoil is Stranger anything. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, hey, pause uh, our whole um, talking about reboots and stuff. What did you think of Stranger Things now that you have? Well, should we wait till we talk about Stranger Things? Yeah, we'll get there. Season uh, three trailer. Sorry. Build to that. Yeah. Skip ahead Come to this on. time code. <laughs> Don't do that. I don't know what time code it is. So, All right, we'll talk about here. That's a tease. We'll talk about that. We're burying the lead. <laughs> yes, we are burying that lead. Let's talk about The Craft, which everybody wants to hear about over Stranger Things. Yeah. You guys remember The Craft, that movie that? I do. It was like witchcraft. all witchcrafty. Yeah. Uh, no, in the nineties, had Nev Campbell. Nope. No. Nope. Okay. But I'm glad it's coming back, There's so a, I can watch it. Apparently, not care about. It. <laughs> it's either a reboot or a sequel. No one knows. It's rumors at this point. Okay. Um. Apparently, it, like was happening years ago. It's been rumors for a long time, and then uh, one of the stars, I don't know, it escapes me who. Do you remember who has come out and said that it is being written? So uh, I don't know if anybody was a fan of the craft that's listening to us, but uh, I was. I didn't. Even though I like scary things, I didn't really get into it. Was it? It wasn't your thing. Yeah, witchcraft is always kind of like that weird thing for me. Yeah, but I bet they're gonna bank on like hot topic merchandise for sure. <laughs> I bet <laughs> like they got it alone. That was in the prime of yeah. like the goth craze. Oh yeah, I think that's when hot topic probably came about. Yeah. Do you think there's still people hanging on to the goth thing? Oh, yeah, like sure. that were yeah. in it then? Oh, yeah. Probably. Wow. There are people who are really latching. Because, you know, if you think about Some it, there's, longevity. there's a bunch of guys who are still, like, super into 60s rock and look like they went to Woodstock and stuff like that, where it's like, yeah. having, I feel like we're going to find that as we get older. People yeah. are just like, oh, I remember that guy from high school. <laughs> and he's, like, 60 years old, and he has gauges in his ears, and he still has Fish the black fingernails, mm-hmm. you know, polished. And Fishnet shirts. <laughs> What's wrong with those? Yeah. Uh, Robin Tooney, or Tony. Tooney? Tony? Tony? Bless you. Anyway, she's the one that has come out and said um, that it's happening. So we'll keep an eye on that, especially if there's any craft fans out there. Mm-hmm. Although, I'm not talking about cheese. Mm-hmm. Although Blumhouse is putting it out, and they've done really well yeah. with the scary movie uh, genre. So I feel like it'll at least be made well, I think. And if you know who Zoe Lister-Jones is, she's writing and directing it, apparently. So She's a household name. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, Google her. Okay, so the Sega Genesis, uh, there's going to be a miniature version. Didn't we already have this? Are yeah. they re-releasing Nintendo it? Nintendo Mini, right? They did. I thought they included a Sega one, and that hasn't happened yet? I'm surprised. No. What? A few years ago, I think some stores were selling a a version, like kind of a version like this, but it was like from a third-party okay. kind of company, and apparently it wasn't made well, and like the buttons weren't calibrated very well oh, and stuff. Wow. So I think that... 
whoever owns Sega Genesis is actually putting it out, which finally we could have guessed because you know they've released um, the Nintendo and Super Nintendo version, so it's only natural that they put this out. So if you re- remember, I bought the Nintendo one that came out and then immediately sold it, much to the <laughs> chagrin of probably a lot of people I'm who listen to this podcast and people who are on this podcast. <laughs> I still can't believe you did that. This is one that I would actually buy and keep. Yeah. I, I was a Sega person through and through. Yeah, I think 90s, I so. want to get this. It's going to feature 40 games, including Sonic the Hedgehog, of course. Toe Jam and Earl. Yes. You guys play that one? Yes. That was such a fun one. Altered Beast, Comic Zone, which we've mentioned on this podcast. Echo yeah, the yeah. Dolphin, which Echo, I don't know why that was so popular. I was. I was just about to say that. I'm like, that's always like, when you talk about Sega Genesis, that always comes up. And I don't know why. I don't know why that was such a popular game. I remember it always playing, seemed kind of boring to me. Yeah, I remember playing the demo in Blockbuster and just always dying because I didn't understand how to keep him <laughs> A lot, like you had Stupid to dolphin. have him like go out of the water or something like that to stay alive. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, yeah, but I, I could was... not play it. I didn't. I couldn't not wrap natural. my brain around it. Anyway, so that one's if you were an Echo fan, that one's a, Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Was that like Doctor Mario? Is it like one of those like you shoot things up and I guess so. match things? And uh, they, you know, what I'm talking it's about. It's like uh, what is that game that was on iOS? Starts with a P. That was like that same thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, Putin's Revenge. That's the one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> you have failed. <laughs> uh, and Castlevania Bloodlines. Yeah. So those are some of the headliners, and I, I think I'll buy it if I remember. Peggle. September 19th is the release date. It'll be $80. The day after my birthday, so I'll remind you. Mm. Thank you. Please remind me. It's going to mm-hmm. be 80 bucks. Worth 80 it. bones. Yeah. Which, honestly... Uh, that's probably too much. You could just buy a regular Sega and get the games you want for a lot cheaper than that. Yeah, yeah probably. Up on eBay. By now. Yeah, but anyway. This I, I do convenient. wish that with these that you had the capability of adding more games because like, I have the the classic NES version and I do wish that I could add more games, especially like the kind of licensed games that they weren't allowed to put yeah. on it. Um, but yeah, I, I know that there's ways to hack it, but I didn't want to risk it. Oh, is there really? Yeah. There's always a way to hack things. Mm-hmm. There's always you know? a way. Yeah. I'll look it up. <laughs> Just look it up on the Google. Yep. <laughs> hack my way to the Google and then hack stuff. We have mentioned this before, but now there is a full trailer for Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And we, I know Wes has mentioned, especially way before we thought that, that we knew that this was even happening, that it would be cool to have like an anthology series of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. But uh, it looks like this is going to be like a full-fledged movie yeah, that it, incorporates each story kind of Goosebumps style. Yeah, I was about to say, like, it, it looks like it's like a more adult version of how they handled the Goosebumps movie, where it's like, there's a book, and when you read it, the monsters or whoever come alive and invade your world and that kind of a thing. So it seems like it's kind of the same kind of thing, but I wish so badly they would have done, like, an anthology, ser- or, like, done an anthology movie, because it's like, you don't see those anymore, and I feel mm. like that would be like such a fun thing to it have. Seems like a lot a movie. more sustainable, too. Yeah. Like once you reach the end of like all the stories that were told, maybe you could create more if it's yeah. super successful or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That was a really hard trailer to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was about to ask you, Colin, if specifically if you had seen it. Wes was sitting here as I watched it, and I'm just like, nope. Yeah, it was a toughie. The the spider leg out of the cheek. That's just. Yeah, that's just not Maybe just had, Yeah, I think I just had like too much acne as a kid. I'm like, if there was a spider in one of them, I'd have freaked uh, out. <laughs> gosh. I, I will say that like compared to if you watch, if you had these books as a kid, the illustrations in these books yes. were like 
holy crap, they were so creepy, and I don't know how they were able to get these through, but, like, I feel like they translate to film really well. I feel like they did a good job of, like, kind of making it seem... Super creepy. ...have the same vibe and everything, Mm -hmm. but, yeah. Well, it's really cool. Speaking of scary stories to tell in the dark, there's also a a documentary on those books that's coming out, and they've released trailers for that as well, so you can kind of get the whole backstory on how they were created, why they were created, and also kind of the controversy that has that arose from from those books. I was telling Wes, I don't know how I got away with reading those or looking at because I, I feel like they ended up in my house somehow, but I can't remember how. And I, I was like, huh. my parents would not have let me read those if they knew what was in them. But Well, you probably checked it out from your your. Uh, I think maybe my sister did or maybe library, I did. I don't know. Because like, yeah. you could get books without your parents being there and yeah. take them home and all that stuff. Yeah. That's what we all did. Parents like, are always I, like, oh, they're books. How harmless could yeah. they be? Like, I remember in library class, like, we would line up outside the library, and as soon as they let us go in, like, we would dash to that section and try and check them out first. Because um, I think there was, like, three of them. Um, so, like, it was always, like, a mad dash to see who could, like, check them out first. So it was, like, always hard to, like, be able to, like, uh, read them because you're in competition with everybody else. Mm. But yeah, that was good. Hmm. Well, well, on to lighter things. There is a, a full Aladdin trailer out. Uh, we've gotten more of the Blue Genie a little bit, and uh, mm-hmm. we've got a little bit more context as to what this movie is going to look like. Has it swayed your opinion, or are you still hesitant on seeing Aladdin, the, the live-action reboot? Uh, I've always, I've always been looking forward to seeing Aladdin just because I think it's going to be beautiful and it's uh, an actual like real person movie instead yeah. of an animated real person movie. Uh, so I think in that sense it should be good. I think there's a lot of fun comedy in it. It looks gorgeous. I feel like it's a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see what happens. I'm um, I'm still looking forward to it. I will see it. I I definitely like this trailer a lot more than the ones we've seen before, yeah. especially the genie. I feel like. I wish they would have, they would have released this one first, right? Because yeah, I can still see the kind of wonkiness in it, but yeah. like it seems a lot more fluid. It looks a lot yeah. better. I, um, I still feel like they're going to still do some more work until it's released. I hope it. so. After the backlash, I feel like they're going to alter it a little bit. Got to be pretty pristine. And did we see Will Smith riding on two ostriches? <laughs> I think we did. I, 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 I think I want to see more of that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's going to be in the uh, cutscenes. But I, one one thing I I don't want to like uh, dog on it too much, but I I wish they would have cast actors that were a little more Middle Eastern. Yeah. I feel like it's a little too whitewashed for me because I feel like it's kind I mean, of a miss. Op- Eastern, aren't they? They, I think I think they're like slightly mixed or something. But like I feel like this is a missed opportunity to make like a more diverse movie because it's like there's not as many opportunities to do something this huge right? with that type of uh, race and everything. So I don't know. It's a really large people group that doesn't get a whole lot of recognition in American films. And right. so I think in some sense it would be, I agree, it's a cool opportunity to like, this story is based out of this entire area and this whole region of the world. Uh, I know they are like, they've never been in anything from what I understand. Like they're like brand new right. actors, nothing of note at least. So that'll be interesting. Uh, Jasmine was uh, the Pink Ranger in the Power Rangers movie. Which oh, like, that's where I've seen her. Which, like, oh, yeah, when yeah. she was in that movie, I didn't. I thought she was just a white girl. Mm, so it's like I don't. I know she's like yeah. slightly mixed with something. Um, uh, she's, I think, of British and Indian descent. As I'm yeah. doing some quick googling. Hmm. 
So, uh, yeah, there is some Middle Eastern descent in there. Uh, and it does, now that you mention it, it does look like it's kind of been like, yeah, their skin color is slightly darker, but it still kind of appeals to white America. And there was like that. Did you hear about that controversy when they were first starting to film that like they, Disney was caught like brown facing people? No. Like white people? Again? Yeah, with <laughs> with like the crowds of people and everything. Oh, goodness. so like it's already had a kind of a funk around it, but I don't know. I don't mean to bring it down, but like that was like my main thing watching the watching it as a whole like full trailer. Yeah, yeah. Like, eh, this feels kind of weird. I didn't feel like it was full whitewashy because I mean it's you know Amina Masoud uh, as I'm you know Googling a little bit. He's from he's from Egypt. He was born in Egypt, so it's like they got Middle Eastern. But I do I see what you mean. It seems like there's not like they could have gone full like maybe with accents and everything. Yeah, like really gone into representing that culture better at least from what we can see in the trailers now when we watch the movie it may it yeah may it may be more bit. present or yeah something. it may be more present but, but yeah. Uh, yeah i know uh, it's an it's an interesting point um the movie itself i personally have been hesitant the, this whole time just because i feel like aladdin more so even than beauty and the beast is like so revered specifically by our generation mm-hmm. of how good of a movie it was and it's a lot of people's favorite disney movie and I feel like this one, above all of them, are set up to is set up to fail. Like no one yeah. really, especially our generation, cares about Dumbo or the Jungle Book really all that much. But Aladdin, yeah, it's really close to home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Aladdin is is huge. Um, and I do think more so in Beauty and the Beast. And then The Lion King is another one of those yeah. too, where it might be a little set up. Yeah, to fail. I feel like those are the two that are like they better do a good job on mm-hmm. those two because. You yeah, know, you don't and want those to fail. I think doubly so with Aladdin, just because Robin Williams was so iconic. Mm-hmm. Like I feel for Will Smith; he's just he has an impossible job. Yeah, that to, is a tough one for sure. Like you don't want him to be fully straight faced with the genie, but you don't want him to try to replicate what Robin Williams did. So we'll see. We'll see how he makes it his own. Yeah, it should be interesting. And well, sure. speaking of you know the Lion King, they've released a full trailer for that one, uh, and I know that there's still the whole like it's not live action, <laughs> and it's, so it's basically another animated but better animated. Yeah, it's yeah. a futuristically version. animated. It looks but it, really good. It, it looks, looks real, so like, well animated. It almost might as well be. Uh, it, it's kind of like how you've said with the Aladdin trailers, like man, there's so much detail and stuff, and they like you know, martyrs of like putting so much detail into mm-hmm. things that probably don't even matter that much. And with this, it, like it really shows that like they put so much level of detail into things. And since it's, since it's like in a natural setting, it's like making it realistic as the win there, not oh, really yeah. adding weird things, but like just making it look natural and yeah. real. I thought about like the more that when I first watched this trailer, I'm looking at it again, just for um, remembering it. But I felt like uh, even watching some of the making of of the Jungle Book, I feel like they were learning a lot of how to do this. That I wonder if they took the Jungle Book as like, a, yeah, we'll give that to John Favreau and let him test out. We want to make mm-hmm. the Lion King eventually. Yeah, yeah. Learn on the Jungle Book. Yeah, I sense. guarantee you that's what they did. But I can't tell, which I think is a good thing for them. Like I can't tell are some of these shot as plates? Like is some of this actually footage from some of these areas, or mm-hmm. and then they're just like animating characters? Because some of the camera moves in in it, and like some yeah. of the huge, hugely detailed scenes that they're making, I'm like, I mean, sure, they could obviously render a lot of this procedurally, but like, oh my gosh, it is 
unbelievably detailed and yeah. like yeah, it's so much foliage and all sorts of crazy stuff that I cannot imagine. So here's a question. Uh, say they do a spectacular job with it and mm-hmm. people are blown away by it and suddenly it starts getting considered for awards. Would it be nominated for Best Animated Feature? <laughs> I would think so. Because That's an interesting thought. they're promoting it as live action, quote unquote. The only way that it couldn't qualify as if they did use uh, real life plates mm-hmm. in that sense technically I think technically it, it can't has qualify to be like 100% animated in a certain sense but like WALL-E has a little bit of like there's certain spots where there's actually like human rendered video footage in it but it's not scenes I don't mm-hmm. know that's interesting I'm not sure where that falls it's a good question didn't Beauty and the Beast the original one get n- nominated for best picture did it I think so okay yeah so it is possible for something that's mostly animated. Oh, the original Beauty and the Beast. Yes. I thought you were referring to the live action. That no, can no, no, be. No, no. It can go that way. I don't yeah. know if I this one yeah. qualifies yeah. as an animated piece. Well, so it might be like lumped into like regular movies. But it, best animated feature kind of like wasn't a category back then. So yeah. I don't know. Was it not? I, no, not okay. not back in 91 or whenever it was. It's a fairly re- – I think it was this century they added that category. Hmm, really? I think Pixar forks them basically too because they're – Makes sense. Uh, okay, so somebody somebody fact check me on that while we um, move along. Mm-hmm. Colin, I will. Are you ready to talk about Stranger Things? Sure. Don't don't fact check me. Okay. I want to hear uh, your thoughts on Stranger Things because a new season's coming up and we got to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, you can talk all about it now. I'm all caught up. I'm ready for the new season too. Season yeah, I guess this might be spoilers if like you haven't seen uh season one or two well i you know you don't have to be spoilery about it but i would love to hear your thoughts uh do you feel like it was worth the hype that it has received uh i think i would say yeah i think it was a really i i feel like it is a great representation of what we have to look forward to in this new era of television i think breaking bad obviously it was a huge one in that category yeah uh but even that was still network i feel like this was one of the Maybe this and like The Crown are some of the first mm-hmm. ones that are like, this is made for a streaming service. Yeah. That um, at least it got that level of hype. Even Game of Thrones is still HBO. And so I think in that sense, there's a lot that it gets me excited about like, oh man, like there is, this is way longer than they could have made a movie. It's basically like, you know, 20 movies or whatever it actually ends up being, which is awesome. Uh, but also from a story perspective, from the writing, from how like well cast those kids are, holy crap! Yep. Yeah. Um, and just like how interesting and how I don't know, I just thought there was a lot of really fun worlds that they created. That I feel like there's still a lot to be discovered, which I think is exciting. It's well written in that sense too. But even just the time period, it makes it they don't lean into it really hard, in the sense of like all these goofy '80s mm-hmm. references and garbage. Yeah, like yeah. they're very, very conservative about that, which mm-hmm. I. I mean, obviously, we all can appreciate. Yes, and uh, they are—they are the example of how to do a period piece. Yeah, yeah. it seems natural. It doesn't seem forced. Agreed. Like, and I've said this many times on this podcast, but people keep trying to do '90s shows, and they have not gotten it right yet. Like, yeah. they make the shows about all the references rather than having a good story with it. Yeah. And Stranger Things is the it perfect example of somebody who did it well. Not one of the supporting yeah, actors. like the the surroundings, the setting is not should not be the main draw. It should be the characters and their stories that they go through, and they so happen to live in this world. Yeah. And Stranger Things has that perfect balance of nostalgia, but tied in with a great story and great acting yeah. and stuff. So. Yeah. What I feel like the way that they got that balance right, I don't know if they were channeling this or not, but I feel like it isn't a series that's made to look back at the endearment of the 80s. It was just sort of happens in the 80s. Yeah. Like it was if you were filming it in 1984 and like 
you yep. were just like, this seems to be popular now, mm-hmm. or but not with like the lore that we look back on some of it now, or knowing how popular some things were. And uh, it's like if you were like a super fan of like specifically like eighties horror films, it's like you get these like narrative like Easter eggs in a way of like oh they're channeling this like oh that's like a gref- a Gremlins reference or yeah that's like the thing, which they even say like, in, yeah. in some of the after yeah. talks things they do a ton of subtle references but subtle is the key word there mm-hmm. it's like they're not can, like slap bracelets Whee! yeah yeah it's like you can tell they are a fan of these films that came out at the time period and it's like hey how do we do our own version of this without just doing a rehash of it but like really being influenced by it mm-hmm. yeah I really enjoyed it so that said there has been a new trailer released for Stranger Things 3 mm-hmm. season 3 and man it got me like I yeah. didn't I sometimes I forget how much I love this show until like the next the new trailer comes out and I just got so excited for it there's a lot of different scenes in this one too it and is crazy. The, it's the, clear that they have a much bigger budget oh now. yeah <laughs> And the music they chose to go along with it. By yeah. the way, for all these trailers we're mentioning, we'll have them in the show notes of this podcast, so you guys can Always. click on the link. Yeah. But, Pause it and go watch them. Um, you know, or you could just do a simple Googling, which I'm, I, I would assume most people who listen to this podcast know how to do that. So. Yeah. It's probably don't. easier than trying to find our show notes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, the, yeah, the music choices they had with it and just showing a lot of the things you really want to see, like the, the, the Dustin and Steve uh, relationship. Yeah. They tease that out a little bit, which mm-hmm. I really love from season two. And... Yeah, I love the like synthy version of the Who song yeah. or whatever is is super cool. Uh, but I love that they're setting these seasons at the same time they're releasing the episodes. Like this one's being released Fourth uh-huh. of July, and it's summer, and there's fireworks and all this stuff. And it's, it's like clever. last season they released the episodes during Halloween, mm-hmm. so it's like. As someone who loves like watching movies kind of seasonally, you know me with like Christmas movies and scary movies I only watch in October and I even like watch summer movies during the summer mm. so it's like I know I'm weird yeah. but like you're appropriate I, I love that they kind of get that where it's like you're living the same kind of uh, s- season that they are and same kind of vibe so like I love that this is summer because we haven't seen these characters in like a bright fun setting it's always been in the fall so it, it just looks really fun yeah. um, and like I just I just love seeing like like even things like Eleven and Max dancing in a bedroom, looking at magazines and uh-huh. stuff. Like I would, I could watch that all day. <laughs> That's creepy. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, fact checked myself because none of you guys seem to do it. Sorry, I was talking about Stranger Things. The Academy Award. <laughs> I know. I told you you were Scott Free, so I'm basically just getting on to West. Well, I, uh, I looked for a second, but I wanted to hear him talk no. about Stranger Things. Oh gosh. <laughs> Fine, let's do it myself. The Academy Award for Best Animated Feature was first introduced, first awarded in 2002. Wow. To what? To, what do you want to guess? Uh, Lilo and 2000, Stitch. 2002. I don't know what that would have been. What was it? Goofy movie. Uh, well, it's so it's for the the films that were made in 2001 because you know the awards take place in 2002. Yeah, in that's February true. of 2002. So. Chicken Little. <laughs> I don't know what was it. Was it a Disney movie? It was a computer animated feature was in 2001. Disney? Not Disney. Not Disney. It was it like robots or something stupid? Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was Shrek. Oh, oh yes. yeah. 
And that it was one sense. that definitely deserved it. At Shrek the time. Shrek is a great movie. At the time. It did at, well. Yeah, at the time. At the time. It's a good movie. Watch it again. Tell me again. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking by way of how good the animation is or how, by how good of a movie it is? Uh, I feel like two reasons. I feel like, yes, the animation has a lot of room to grow, obviously. Obviously. Um, but I think the humor style was very appropriate for like Mike Myers fart jokes in mm. early 2000s <laughs> that I don't feel like uh play as well mm. now there's a little bit more sophisticated audience i'll have to watch this again but i feel like i'd fight you on this one i mean it's still funny like eddie murphy is funny mike myers is funny don't get me wrong like john lithgow is funny right <laughs> but i feel like there is uh still like a timestamp on it okay guys we were talking about stranger things <laughs> <laughs> and that's why i feel like a let i can't go <laughs> Uh, well, is there anything else that you want to mention about Stranger Things? Oh, I want to Please, mention a lot. Oh, okay. That I want mall, that sorry, mall sorry scene, for the tangent. That mall scene, oh my gosh, that looks Which is nearby, right? Yeah, it's at Gwinnett Place Mall, which is like 20 minutes from oh, where yeah. we record. Love that. Um, which, like, I saw, like, behind-the-scenes photos of people that were, like, around it, and I wanted to visit it, but I never got out there. But um, I'm surprised they chose that mall, because there are malls around where they t- typically film, which is in the Henry County area. mm uh, I know we're getting maybe super... it wasn't 80s enough. Maybe, maybe that not. that mall is pretty pretty yeah. run down. Maybe that, that's a good point. Um, Time stamped, but like Hopper looking like Tom Selleck in front of the Gravitron. <laughs> and, yes, mm-hmm. uh, Gravitron. You know Billy the he, he's like a, a lifeguard now in this trailer, mm-hmm. but yeah. it looks like he's in the shower and he's getting like taken over by black veiny stuff. I saw that. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if he's turning into that monster we see. Oh, uh, interesting. Like, um, and there's like a, I went through it like frame by frame and I there's like you. a scene of like two <laughs> ladies, like um, they look kind of zombie mm-hmm. looking. And I wonder if they're kind of, um, you know how I talked about they're kind of influenced by 80s movies, specific, specifically horror movies. I wonder if it's like a, I know you guys n- don't know this, but Night of the Creeps was a horror movie that like has these like slugs that like crawl into your mouth and you turn into zombies. Mm. I wonder if it's that kind of thing where maybe the Demogorgon or something like, you know, how like Dart was in Mm -hmm. the second season. If they get inside of you, they like can control you or something. That's wild. Um, And there's like a bunch of rats in this trailer. So Mm. I wonder if they're like carrying like some sort of like Demogorgon Hmm. spawn or something uh, that's terrifying um, i was thinking they were using that like the it's kind of like the idea like the animals know before you the humans know yeah. kind of thing i was thinking about it that oh, way but yeah. that's an interesting thought too. but they have like a the the first thing they ever released for this season was like a poster and you see in the poster you see like tentacles or something coming out from the bottom and you see rats hmm. running coming from it so like i don't know if it has something to do with it maybe but yeah looks super good so excited i can't wait to see some of the carnival scenes i love oh yeah like i'm such a sucker for like carnival at night lighting that i think i'm just excited (laughs) to see what they do with it i wonder where they filmed that they set up a carnival somewhere in the middle of nowhere i mean there's lots of places for them to do that in this state so true (laughs) Uh, i'm sure they had no problem uh in certain places but um i i'm super hyped up for it it's uh and season two I, we're further removed from it, and you're not Colin, but, yeah. <laughs> but we are. I only remember there being one bad episode in season two, and as long as they keep that pace, mm-hmm. season one was all of season one was great. Yeah, 
But as long as they keep that pace, like I, I am fearful now. When something is this good and I love it this much, it gets I get more and more fearful that it's going to disappoint me. Hmm. Yeah, so. <laughs> I feel like when you kind of look at the arc of like how TV shows usually go, it usually gets to its peak around three or four, and right. then it starts to drop from there. So I hope they know when to kind of pull the. Plug well, they on have it. come out and said that they're only doing five. Really? I think. Four or five. Okay. So they're, and they're, they I do want, have an I wonder if the reason that it's taken so long for them to release this is because they're filming two at one time. Possibly. Because it's obvious that they're getting older. And they, they're sure. like really yeah. at that awkward phase right now. Really I mean, it's it's just harder to, to film and, yeah. and do something right in that short amount of time. Yeah. I mean, we're just so used to I mean, it, we're coming from the era of 24 episodes yeah. per year starting in September and going all the way through May. Uh, and that's just not sustainable for a one-hour drama. In the, no, I would rather have less episodes and them be good. Right. So it's definitely, especially since the writer's strike, people have gone for more quality over quantity. So, um, I'm hey, we're all, we're all. I mean, honestly, we're kind of suffering for it because we want to see more. Yeah. But all, at the same time, I think we're getting better quality out of it. And yeah. it's, it's just better all around. So. Glad to have you aboard, Colin. Uh, it's an honor to be here. <laughs> I can't wait to Welcome talk about back. it. Uh, speaking of things that Colin took way too long to get into, there is a, <laughs> a Star Wars trailer for Episode Nine. I've been holding us all back. Yeah. I'm fully aware of it. Why are you even on this podcast? I'm trying to just bring up the rear. <laughs> Your human caboose. Uh, <laughs> that's weird. Uh, so there is a, the, a Star Wars trailer, which they revealed the title of it, which is The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And Discuss. it was a full trailer. It was not a teaser. It, it was. was like scenes yeah. and things and gave us hints as to what could possibly happen, including perhaps the return of Emperor Palpatine. Uh, oh, it who, is Palpatine. Yeah. Who also is known as Darth sure. Sidious. Yeah. And uh, we are now all confused as to how that could happen. So, of course, there are theories uh, abound and abroad. I don't know if that's the right terminology. Abound. But yeah. Wes, I know you're just... At the edge of your seat, I have a list of things I want to talk just about. So this. eager to talk about this, so I'm just going to keep rambling. <laughs> I, I kind of want to go like scene for scene for this. <laughs> so, it, so it opens up with that scene with Ray mm-hmm. and the desert. And first of all, it is shot beautifully. JJ knows yes. how to shoot Gosh. a movie. You just see is, it, and it's like, yes, welcome back, JJ. And mm-hmm. It's it's sad because it's like a space movie, but I love in Star Wars when they actually film in a tangible like environment yes. when yeah. it's not just inside of a spaceship. Even though I love that, I love when it's especially like a desert scene. Like it looks so good, but it makes me wonder like Is this Tatooine? Is this like in Spaceballs when they comb yeah. the desert? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we ain't found. Is this Jakku? Like where is this? Right. Um, but I think that what's happening in that scene is that. Obviously, uh, it seems like it's Kylo's ship coming mm. and she does the little backflip over it. I wonder if Kylo is training Rey because the ship is not shooting at her yeah. or anything and she seems kind of prepared for it. So I wonder if she's being taught like how to be a Jedi or like that, whatever. Like that. Yeah. And that's one of the things that um, The Last Jedi brought to us. I know it's super controversial, but I love the dynamic. It's always been... The light versus the dark. Yeah. You know, the light side, the dark side. But they're, like, going rogue with it yeah. and saying, you know what? There's more than one side to this. It's kind of like a third party. Yeah. And I would love for them to lean into it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that makes Kylo Ren more dangerous because he's his own person. And then that makes it much more interesting to where Ren uh, – sorry, where Ray fits in all of this. And that particular scene where she jumps – 
for me, I recognize it as, is this the first time they are revealing a Jedi doing something like that since the first, the episodes one, two, and three? The flips and stuff. All the flips and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't really, did they do that in the uh, five, six, or yeah, five, six, and seven, no, four, five, and six. Well, there was a scene in Empire Strikes Back where Luke kind of jumps when he's fighting yeah. Darth Vader, where it seemed very unnatural. Mm-hmm. So it may be slightly in there, but I don't think it's like super obvious. Yeah, because one thing that I feel like we complimented the most recent Star Wars films is that they got rid of the crazy jumping flipping that yeah. you know, were introduced in, in, one, in episodes one, two, and three. And I wonder if this is kind of like doing a less ridiculous version of that, hmm. where it's like, hey, yeah. we still have those powers, but we're not going to be overboard with it. Like one thing that... Um, They've said with this, this is closing the saga. Like this is this is the last yeah. of the series. So they've outright said that, and they said that they're kind of um, including parts of all of the trilogies. Okay. Um, so I wonder, Jar Jar? Uh, no, I hope super high waisted pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that they're they may be like kind of bookending this because like. Later in the trailer, we see, like, it almost looks like the pod racing track from episode one, um, which happens on uh, Tatooine. The lightsaber is back, for sure, Mm -hmm. because, like, it was broken at the the Last Jedi, so that's back. And Kylo's helmet is back, too. We see a scene of that being, like, welded together. and I I love that. With fancy new trim. Yeah. I know that that's just to sell toys. Be like, oh, it's kind of has like red stuff on it now. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm glad that that's back. And Lando is back, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Which is crazy because it's like he's probably like one of the only original cast on there, other than Leia. CG but, Leia. But, but is she CG? That I mean, if if that's CG, she looked well. Like they incredible. they I saw, I watched the panel before they showed the the trailer because I'm a nerd. And they said that they all the the footage of Leia is from un, unused footage from the past two movies, oh, and okay. they they decided earlier on not to do any CG with her, at least with her face, because sure. I bet that, that they can do stuff with her her costume yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm I'm kind of glad about that. I'm really interested to see how they can kind of build a story around that and yeah. how very interesting uh if she's even gonna die in this or not i don't know but um we also see right before we see leia we see the medal that they were given at the end of a new hope Mm. like after they destroy the death star and everything Uh, which like we haven't seen any of those uh, since then so i wonder what that means um but then my favorite shot of the scene is the very end where you see the wreckage of the Death Star in the water, mm-hmm. which look, which I was about to say before, it's like I think they're kind of bookending things where it's like you have the pod, the pod racing track at the beginning, hmm. and then I would assume that that scene is in Endor, which is where the Ewoks and everything mm-hmm. were because the the Death Star was destroyed and it probably would have like fallen into like one of those moons or at least that planet. Uh So I wonder if that's kind of bookending like that series. Um, But yeah, uh, that, that got me super jazzed. Um, And I I even remembered when I saw that, I'm like, I think I've seen concept art of from force awakens of like wreckage of like a Death Star. And I went and looked at my art of book 
because I have that. And like they you. do have concept art from like the Death Star that's underneath water. Mm. Like they have a, a, a painting of the Millennium Falcon going underneath the water, like kind of looking through the wreckage. Mm. Of Magic the school Death bus star. star. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then they go, they go super small, and then go into Kylo Ren's body, and go through his <laughs> blood cells. And <laughs> this is the. I'm force. talking too much. Do you guys have any thoughts I, on it? Yeah, I, I'm just rambling on. Like, no, I'm, I love I'm it. Sweating this is over here, so. Every uh, well, I mean, you need to get off this podcast because we, you're just too nerdy, and we no, don't have nerds here. We're not. <laughs> we don't do that nerd thing. Um, no, it got me super jazzed. The stuff you're talking about, and it makes me think like, this film is basically if they treat it like a proper send-off movie. It's kind of like uh, if, if they have all these kind of callbacks to like pod racing and just yeah. like touch on every uh, iconic part of this saga as kind of like, a, it's almost like it's a... It's just complete fan service it, all over the place. It is, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm okay with it yeah. because it's like you're... I think you're, that's what people want, especially after Last Jedi. And it's more than that. It almost becomes like a... a a morning of the end of something that we yeah. all love and it's giving it a proper send off. It's yeah. like saying, Hey, remember these good times that we had through this ride and maybe some bad times that we don't want to quite remember, <laughs> but it's like, okay, so you get further and we'll talk about that. Those first, those first, you know, episodes one, two, and three left a bad taste in all our, ma- our mouths, but the further removed we are from it and the more they kind of make up for it with this trilogy, we now can look back on it and be like, oh, you know what? That wasn't so bad. Like the pod racing scene. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like if they treat this as like it's almost like a eulogy for the mm-hmm. for the end of the series saying, hey, remember all of these things that we loved about this series? Like let's celebrate that together and just have a great like send off, you know, yeah. send let's it give off it a lifetime space, achievement award you know, <laughs> or send it off into the water and pull our bows and arrows and set it on fire at the end of it. <laughs> and let's, you know, high five and have some drinks later. It's kind of like a. Uh, not a sad thing. Yeah. I bet they'll treat it like a, a almost a joyful memorial service. Yeah, cool. so this is cool why I'm so like glad that JJ is closing it out. 100%. Because like, he was only meant to do Force Awakens and that was it. Um, Colin Trevorrow or whatever his name was that did Jurassic World was supposed to do this movie. Oh, but he Poor guy. either left or got fired. <laughs> I imagine he got fired from it. But um, so JJ kind of swooped in and said like, okay, I'll I'll finish this out. So I'm so glad that he's doing that because I, I can't imagine anybody else doing it. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I'm sure more things will release as we get closer to December and we will talk about it ad nauseum. Well, one more thing. Like, what do you guys think of the title? Like, do you have any speculations? That's a great question. Uh, man, we didn't even get into that. Um, man, there's a lot of thoughts that could be, I mean, is it talking about, is, does Ray still have some sort of tie to the Skywalkers? Is Luke coming back? Is, I mean, there's so many things that can, or even is Kylo? Anakin, or is kind of, yeah, is Kylo a Skywalker? Well, he's not, he's a, he's uh, a solo, but solo. he has Skywalker blood. He does. Him. Yeah. 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 So, so I've even heard this, which I doubt that this is it, but I've heard people speculate over is Skywalker the new term for Jedi because the whole thing of Luke saying like, yeah, the Jedi has the end and all that kind of stuff. So like, is there a new term now that's like kind of rising above that that doesn't have like all And that's that third party that maybe Rey is now starting. That's interesting. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. That's why it's like the rise of it, which like... I don't, I don't. I don't like the word "rise" in movie titles now. I feel like it "Rise of the Silver Surfer," yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> "Rise of the Planet of the Apes." Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's become a cliche thing. But I don't know. It, it intrigues me. Um, but we'll see. 
What do you, what is your uh, leading theory for Palpatine? I think uh, you know there's Force ghosts. Mm-hmm. I think, and they have yet to introduce like a Sith ghost, and I bet that that's probably it. I don't think he's alive. I think that they're gonna introduce, and he would be the actual Phantom Menace. Hmm. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Mm. Yeah. Do you all have theories about it? I read a funny one that I can read to you. Okay. <laughs> I just looked it up. Yes, please do. Yeah, um, please lighten this load. I'm like. So really- it's a. I'll just read it uh, full stop. I saw it on Reddit. Took a screenshot because that was so funny. Uh, it's it's titled Palpatine faked his death in Return of the Jedi. And it says, one, Palpatine is a Sith master who has previously demonstrated considerable ability to manipulate large and heavy objects with the Force. Two, his injuries from Darth Vader essentially consist of being picked up, carried, and thrown down a shaft by a very strong cyborg. Three, he is thrown down a shaft that leads directly to the reactor core. Four, the Death Star 2 is at least 160 kilometers in diameter. The Emperor's throne room is somewhere on the surface in order to enable him to watch the battle. Five, therefore, Palpatine has an 80-kilometer fall, even with a terminal velocity of 54 milliseconds. Oh, my god! <laughs> meters per second, sorry. That's 24 minutes of time for Palpatine to recover and adjust. Six, Palpatine should be able to slow his descent using the powers of the Force. Conclusion, Palpatine isn't dead. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> Which is interesting. Yeah. I thought, I was like, Okay, mathlete. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, anything's possible at this point. Sure. Gosh. <laughs> I don't know possible. how to process that. I know it's like a lot, <laughs> but I was like, good. No, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's. I've heard theories that maybe he has something to do with Snoke. Maybe he Snoke was Palpatine or something. I don't yeah, know. Or but, controlling him some way. But then, then oh, yeah, there's the the most viable one. I I feel like is the Force Ghost thing. I mean, yeah. if you can have a Jedi return as a force ghost and why not a Sith? So, yeah. um, one thing I don't want to see is two, like a force ghost and a Sith ghost fighting or something <laughs> stupid like that. That would be dumb. I don't know. So. Yeah. Like they're fighting in like a huge battle and then suddenly you just kind of cut to Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, or maybe not Darth Vader, but Darth, Darth Maul fighting. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, of course we don't know if he's dead by this time or not. Who knows? So. I know they've introduced that anybody can survive stuff with him. So like, who knows? True. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so we've gone way over time. We were gonna uh, let me just ask you real quick. Pet Cemetery and ha, has come out, and you have seen it, and you have thoughts. Wes, uh, I wasn't feeling it. It's okay, like, so I, I, <laughs> they, they changed too much. The first half of it I really liked. I thought that was shot well. It had good actors. Uh, John Lithgow was super amazing. But as always, I, I feel like once they got into the meat of it, it just turned into they changed too much, and it turned into like a cheesy modern horror film. And I, I think it took away what was special about it. So I don't know. I feel like people mess with uh, with Stephen King stories too much. I feel mm, like they need yeah. to leave them as a, well. So since the beginning of time, I mean, yeah. there's been some pretty awful movies and TV series based yeah. off his work. So, so. Mm-hmm. leave it alone. Just of he signs off on it. So. Translates the book to the screen and just do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wasn't feeling it. But see it if you want to. But, yeah, I wasn't into it. Okay, well, uh, that wraps it up. If you have any thoughts on any of these things, you can find us on all the social medias at PassForwardCast. And we have an email address, PassForwardCast at AOL.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts, maybe your theories on Star Wars, maybe your theories on Stranger Things. Uh, give us or your Lion thoughts. King. Or, or Lion King. <laughs> or uh, the white whitewashing of the Lion King. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> It's just that, uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> I was trying to think of like a, I almost said there's too many polar bears in Lion King. That was the only <laughs> white animal I could think of. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, okay, so we've gone way too long. 
Feel free to interact with us. We love it when you do. And that's it for us. So until next time. Something, something, something dark side. <laughs> something, something, something complete. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving Colin some time. Oh, I'm sorry. I, wa- uh, I, want, I want to do the Emperor Snoke laugh, but that will laugh. All right. Or whatever it. it is. Palpatine's laugh. All right. Later, Snorks. <laughs> Fast Forward was recorded in front of a live studio audience at Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Not! Hey, Clavis! Wake up! The show's over! Oh, yeah! Kick it!